0: Good morning, this is Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and we have added three new countries, three. Oh my God, they're just coming in. This is amazing. So we have added Croatia. God bless you. Hong Kong. God bless you and Namibia. God bless you and welcome. We are up to 43 countries listening. and I think it was 8,692 listeners. Um, Try not to memorize these numbers because they're just mind-blowing. Anyway, let us pray And we're going to be studying from a spectacle of glory, God's light shining through me every day. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Some promises are conditional. You might promise to take the children to the park if they get their chores done. No chores, no park. The Bible has conditional promises too. In today's study. Jesus says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Yes, we can ask whatever we wish in prayer, but Jesus does add two important qualifiers. First, we must be living in close fellowship with him. And second, our requests must be in line with his will prayer is not a blank check. You can't just fill in whatever amount you like, no matter what your spiritual condition, and expect God to cash it for you. No. The most important lesson in prayer and life itself is to remain in close, constant fellowship with God's Son, filling your mind and heart with His words and His promises. Not hard to do, listeners. We got to do it. Lord Jesus, I see what you're saying here. If I'm thinking of you, walking with you, loving you, and sharing my thoughts with you, then what I ask of you will be the very concerns that you have placed on my heart. I'll be praying for the people that you want to rescue that you want to help, and that you want to heal. I'll be praying to you, Lord, and with you. Amen. The Gospel of Mark shares a brief encounter. It says a certain man from Cyrene, Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus, was passing by on his way in from the country and they forced him to carry the cross. Simon was heading into the city as Jesus was going out to the hill called Calvary. A soldier grabbed Simon by the arm and barked out his orders. As Simon lifted that heavy cross from Jesus's bleeding shoulders, the Lord must have experienced a brief moment of relief. Well, this story makes me think of other people who bear difficult loads they may be about to stagger under the weight like Simon you may be going in one direction and they in another but then your paths cross and you have an opportunity to put the weight on your shoulders if only for a minute Lord Help me remember your words about how, if I'm able to help even the least of my brothers and sisters, it's the same thing as helping and serving you. When I offer to carry someone else's cross for a brief time, praying for them, encouraging them, helping them in practical ways, you count it as if I had carried your cross. Don't let me be in such a hurry today that I miss an opportunity to help carry someone's load. Amen. Mm, that's beautiful. If only, right? If only. Okay, you don't have to read about World War II in the Pacific to know that Japanese soldiers would fight to the death for their emperor. Such dedication made them a fierce, formidable, and sometimes suicidal foe. American forces were also valiant as they fought for their country. Our soldiers and marines didn't fight for a king or an emperor. To a large degree, They fought, sometimes to the death, for one another, defending one another, rescuing their wounded, and leaving no one behind. Well, in the same way, followers of Jesus are in a fierce spiritual war against an unseen enemy. Yes, there are battles that we must fight, but we must also fight for one another through prayer, accountability, comfort, and encouragement. Our battle cry, may God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had. And that's Romans fifteen five. Father, Thank you for all the people who pray for me. So many I will never meet this side of heaven. Please don't let me slip into false sense of peace and let down my guard today. Keep me alert to the attacks on my friends and loved ones and your people who face danger and persecution around our world in this very hour. Amen. When Jesus visited the home of Simon, his mother-in-law, she was suffering from a high fever. This is Luke 4. They asked Jesus to help her. It was a simple and beautiful request. No fanfare, no extended discussions or wondering whether this or th- whether this or that was God's will. Jesus was under their roof, and they knew that he had the power to help her, and he did. You may have friends or family members who are struggling with pain, setbacks, and disappointment. The situations are complicated, and you don't know what words to use as you intercede for them. Sometimes it's just plain hard to know how to pray. We can't go wrong when we follow the lead of Luke. It's simple, to the point, and very sincere. Jesus is under your roof. Yes, he is there. He knows the needs and he cares. We don't have to make it complicated. We simply pray Lord, help him, or Lord, help her, or Lord, help me. Lord Jesus, today help my friends or family members who are dealing with illness or other distressing situations. I don't know all the details, but I'm sure, I'm not sure how to form my prayers for them. But you know their difficulties right now, every one of them. Please, please, please shower them with your help and hope today. Amen. In the story of Jesus healing of 10 men with leprosy, Nine hurried on their way, thrilled to be healed of their terrible, disfiguring disease. One, however, paused in the road and turned back, praising God in the loudest voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. Jesus wondered, where are the other nine? They had loudly cried for pity and help. But only one thought to give thanks, and he did so loudly. He was just as earnest about his thanksgiving as he was about his asking. We cry aloud to God for his help as we should, but when he answers, we must also cry aloud our thanks and praise. Yes out loud. In fact, listeners, let's do it now. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for everything you have done so far this week. Thank you. We are to let people know what God has done for us. God isn't deaf but it's good for us and good for others that we vocalize our thanks with enthusiasm and joy. Lord, this really speaks to me. I'm the first one pounding on your door when I'm afraid or in pain or facing some problem that I don't know how to resolve. But so many times, I just take your answers for granted. Oh, Jesus, thank you for your care. Thank you for your help. Starting right now, I will tell others of your goodness and how you have answered my prayers every time. Amen. Praise you, Father. You have been with me in many places that have been so very dark. I cried out to you and reached for your hand, and you have always been there. As David prayed, darkness is as light to you. I won't even fear the valley of the shadow of death because you are with me. Amen. Stay right there, listeners. Be right back countries. I did not stutter. Three new countries. Alleluia. Praise God. Okay, and God's purpose for your life. Psalm 30 verse 2. Oh Lord my God, I cried to you for help and you healed me. Sometimes we may wonder why the pain and emptiness in our hearts may persist even though we've thought the Lord and have tried to obey him. We know Jesus is the great physician and can help us. Our problem arises in the areas we will not allow him to touch or we're not aware require his healing. Often this is because we don't realize where our issue really originates. For example, you may have an ache in your jaw. So where would you go? Most likely to a dentist, but at times discomfort in the teeth is actually a precursor to a heart attack. In medical science, this is called referred pain. The source of the problem is not in the same place where the hurt is presenting. If you have wrestled repeatedly with a pain in a certain area of your life and you found no relief, it may be that you focused on the wrong source. So please ask God to reveal what to do and then obey him, even when it doesn't make sense to you. Don't be surprised when he calls you to make a change that seemingly has nothing to do with your problem, but that provides the relief that you long for. I will obey whatever you say. Just heal me, Lord Jesus. Amen. And here's my favorite prayer for healing. Heavenly Father, and this one works, by the way. Heavenly Father, I call on you right now in a special way. It is through your power that I was created. Every breath I take, every morning I wake, and every hour and every moment of every hour, I live under your power. Father, I ask you now to touch me with that same power. For if you created me from nothing, you can certainly recreate me. Fill me with the healing power of your spirit. Cast out anything that should not be in me. Mend what is broken, root out any unproductive cells, open any blocked arteries or veins and rebuild any damaged areas. Remove all inflammation and cleanse any infection. Let the warmth of your healing love pass through my body to make new any unhealthy areas so that my body will function the way you created it to function. And Father, restore me to full health in mind, body, and spirit so that I may serve you the rest of my life. And I ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Only Jesus Christ who is our Lord. Amen. And now more purpose for your life. Psalm 50, verse 15. Call upon me in the day of trouble. I shall rescue you and you will honor me. When things are going your way, trusting the Lord is easy. But when painful trials come into your life, leaving you frustrated, confused, anxious, or in despair. Do you still trust him? In the face of adversity, many people wonder, does God really love me? And then they conclude that a truly caring father would not allow such difficulty to touch their lives. Often they question whether he is even willing to do anything about their circumstances. But listeners, today be assured that your Savior is not only able, but also willing to fulfill every single promise He has given you in Scripture. Even when you cannot understand why He would allow certain situations to occur, there are three essential truths that you can cling to no matter what. And they are number one, God is perfect in his love for you. Number two, the Lord is infinite in his wisdom. Number three, your heavenly father is all powerful, completely able to accomplish all that concerns you. So when you face struggles, always remind yourself that Jesus has your best interest in mind. No matter what happens, Your unconditionally loving, all-wise, all-powerful God has you in his hand and will work things together for your good as you walk with him. Jesus, I know that you will rescue me, so thank you that I can trust you regardless of my circumstances. We're on a roll. Colossians 2:6 As you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Walking in Christ refers to the dynamic relationship we are to have with the Lord. Just as it's impossible to make progress while standing still, believers are either moving forward in their Christian life or sadly enough falling backward. The key for maturing in faith is found here. It is how you receive Jesus as your Savior. And it must be by faith. We trusted Christ's provision on the cross. The Christian life is to be walked or lived out in the same way. And that's Ephesians Ephesians 2, verse 8. Many people walk by their sight and feelings, but allowing our physical senses to guide us spiritually doesn't work because we'll never have all the information that we require. But God does. Therefore, he wants us to trust him daily for whatever needs we may have. Whew, it sounds like a broken record, I know, but it's just the truth. And it is just that simple. Trust him daily for whatever needs you may have. This is why followers of Jesus Christ are commanded to walk by faith and not by sight. 2 Corinthians. We must take one step of faith after another, not knowing exactly where he will lead us, but trusting that our omniscient, loving God has our best interest in mind. So walking in faith means trusting Jesus for every circumstance and believing that he will lead us right every time, without exception. Jesus, help me walk with you every day, confident, that you will lead me to life at its very best. Amen. Stay right there. We'll be right back with some more prayers. And now, prayers from the wilderness. Father, without you, my power to move forward is limited. I need you to heal my afflictions and restore my spirit. My desire is to continue to do your will. I feel weighed down and serving you with excellence is sometimes difficult. As I seek to find encouragement in your word, please seek to speak to my spirit. When I seek you, bless me with the assurance that you hear my prayers. Help me to deal with this through your eyes and not my own. Teach me not to create my own solution, but to wait on you for my deliverance. Father, I am thankful this affliction is temporary and not permanent. I know my prayers are being answered and you are healing me. As I surrender to you, I believe your healing power will permeate my spirit and I will be whole again. And please remind me, this season is for a purpose. You have a reason for developing my faith. Help me to cling to you so at your appointed time, I will experience victory. I give you praise. I give you honor. I give you glory for total spiritual healing. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Father, it is my desire to please you with my life and to fulfill your plan for my life. As I grow in your word, I am beginning to feel a closeness to you that I know is crucial to my being. And as my connection to you increases, I have a desire to be shaped, molded, and developed by you and for you. Amen. Amen. when we fail, 2 Timothy 2, if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. As Jesus was arrested and taken to trial, Peter denied knowing him three times, Matthew 26. Undoubtedly. This was a very low point in the disciples life. However, if we're honest, we can relate to feeling such intense fear and confusion that we doubt God, even renounce what we know about his loving character, unfathomable wisdom and resurrection power that actually can set everything right. Certainly Peter felt his faith failure as deeply as you and I might. But what we need to see is that Jesus did not deny knowing him and he does not and will not reject us either. While God doesn't want us to yield to temptation, he knows that we're not perfect and that there will be times when we stumble but he does not want our failures to define us. Instead, he wants us to just set our focus on him. After the resurrection, one of the first things Jesus did was to reassure Peter of his eternal love and purpose. God's plan for Peter's life had not changed and it does not change for you either. You remain a beneficiary of his endless grace and eternal love. Therefore, if you failed, do not give up or be discouraged. Jesus will never, never, ever give up on you. Let him restore you. Let him. Jesus, thank you for not giving up on me, restore me, and help me walk in your will, amen, amen. In Touch Magazine, <laughs> it's, it's great, it's great. It's just a favorite staple of mine and I just gotta share it with you. Hope you like it. (sighs) We're gonna talk about the importance of remaining aware of the present. It's important to remember our past, both the bitter and the better. Think back to the times that you failed or fallen short. Guess who showed up? God. Did you learn anything from those experiences? Because you sure did grow from them. Consider your many victories as well as other ways God has blessed you over the years. Count them on your fingers and your toes. Write them down. Name them and celebrate them for what they are. Evidence of God's faithfulness to you in things both great and small. Evidence. By focusing on both the pluses and the minuses, you can see the path forward so much clearly. After all, the goal isn't to get back to the good old days or to relive the past with all of our mistakes removed, the goal is to go forward towards something that is altogether new and lovely. Stay focused on God and trust in Him. Knowing that God is your dwelling place should bring comfort to you As you move forward into the future. The future that God has planned for you. Amen. I know the Lord is always with me. He is helping me. God's mighty power supports me. That's Acts 2.25. God's way day by day. When you delight yourself in another person, you spend as much time as possible with that person and you get to know that person as well as possible. When you are delighted in your relationship with another person, you are fulfilled complete, satisfied, content, and joyful in your relationship. If you experience such a relationship, many material and physical things usually become very unimportant. And so it is, when we come to delight in our relationship with the Lord, nothing, nothing else really matters when we experience an intimate time with the Lord everything else pales in comparison to him Amen such beautiful words Psalm 37 delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart Mm. Thank you, Lord, thank you. The Lord is the answer to our needs. Psalm 5, let all who rejoice, who put their trust in you, let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. God told us from the very beginning that in love, his love, we find the answer to all our needs as well as healing for our broken lives. When your heart is anchored to the heart of Jesus Christ, you will find him near and always eager to confirm his personal love for you. The love of the world will pass away, but God's love is guaranteed never to fade. I love it. He is the source of all true lasting love. The source of all true lasting love. Amen. Whew, listeners, thank you. Thank you for coming to pray with me today. We just got some blessings started. God is so good, He just keeps pouring them down on us. Our relationship with God is getting closer and closer just by hearing these words, just by reading your Bible, just by studying your Proverbs, just by letting your light shine, just by being kind to your neighbor. And remember, your neighbor is anyone that crosses your path. Let them see the light of Jesus in you, Let them see it. God bless you. Come back tomorrow. Bye for now.